We're just vibing out. That's all it is. Okay. I just want to like read stories. It's a vibe sesh. Think mean girls. If you have sex, you will get pregnant and die. All the like licking you hear is the dog. <laughs> it's not us. Hello and welcome back to Mormon Lesbian, the podcast where I ask the question, how has religion shaped our perspective on sexuality and sometimes identity in general? It's been a, a hot second since I released an episode, mainly because I started a full-time job and whatnot, which is really great for me. We love getting paid. Um, (laughs) But in my absence from the pod world, I've also become way more active on social media. So be sure to check out my Instagram and my Twitter. If you haven't already, search The Mormon Lesbian and Mormon Liz Pod, respectively. And of course, I'd love you all to death if you subscribe to this podcast here on Apple or Spotify or wherever you are listening. I have so many cool episodes in the works around Buddhism and Taoism and Islam and asexuality and atheism and there's there's just so many of them. I don't want to give all of them away, but I am a one woman band, so it takes time scheduling interviews, putting everything together. So I hope you will bear with me through this journey, but there's a lot of really good stuff coming. Okay, um, enough of me rambling. Let's get into it. Today's episode is something I want to continue doing, so please keep sending me your stories. I invited my friend Floor to record with me. Here we are reading some listeners coming out stories. We were also out in nature when we recorded this, so I apologize for the external noise. There's like a siren and birds, which are kind of cute. And also for the fact that I say like so freaking much. I'm so sorry. It's something I'm working on, and I just, listening to myself record something live, it's just, it's, it's hard enough to listen to your own voice, but then listening to yourself not be able to say a sentence without saying like like every couple words it's torture but i'm working through it i'm gonna get better one of my goals this year anyway here we are enjoy hi (laughs) i'm joined by floor today hello you want to introduce yourself yeah what should i say about myself um the basics you (laughs) who you are (laughs) who are you emotionally mentally physically spiritually um okay on all levels, including <laughs> <Stop>. physical. <laughs> they, won't, they won't get it. <laughs> I don't know who the crowd is. Um, it's diverse. Okay. But they won't get that. <laughs> Maybe they will. I don't know. Do you guys get that joke? Whatever. That bit. Um, hi, I'm Floor. I'm Jenny's friend. She was in my first episode, if you guys listened to that. Oh, but yeah. We friends in college roommates for a time. For a long time. One and a half years. Oh, yeah. I thought it was longer than that. No. But we've been friends for a really long time. Friends the whole time. All of college. It's crazy. It's crazy. And now we're here. In a car. (laughs) You knew me before when I was straight. Yeah. Air quotes. (laughs) 
and you know me now. Now. Gay as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I do. So, we've been through a lot together. We've been through a lot, yeah. Okay, and if you also would like to say, like, how you identify and your pronouns and, like... Yeah, so my pronouns are she, her, and I just kind of vibe as queer. I don't really, like, label it past that. I just like who I like. (laughs) I don't. Yeah, and I think that's so cool. I know a lot of people who have, I feel like, heard that or heard a version of that, and they really identify with it when they're... Yeah, let's get into it. We love that for you. So today, we're going to be reading letters from you guys a few of you have sent some stuff in just kind of explaining your coming out stories your personal growth stories and i just thought it would be really awesome to share it with everyone who listens yeah did you get permission yes okay (laughs) also do you hear timmy my my dog timmy is here with us timmy say hi (laughs) proceeds to stay silent (laughs) hey timmy You guys can hear that. Yeah. I can hear he I can hear that. Timmy speak. <laughs> Our first story is from Catherine Earl. <laughs> all the all the like licking you hear is the dog. <laughs> it's not us. <laughs> not us, I swear. Or it could be us. Could be. You don't know that. Timmy's little this is his first podcast. He doesn't know the etiquette. Mm-mm. So growing up, I lived with my mother and my stepdad in a Catholic home <laughs> in Mississippi. <laughs> This Catholicism funny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You're ca- you were raised Catholic. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going yeah, yeah, yeah. I still partially identify as Catholic. You're half Catholic. Yeah. Okay. I usually say I'm not like capital C. I'm like lowercase C Catholic. <laughs> if that makes a sense. Okay. Like the system, I don't believe in. Sure. But the beliefs, maybe. So she says. Growing up, I lived with my mother and my stepdad in a Catholic home in Mississippi. My parents were divorced when I was four, and I lived with my mom until age 12. I remember going to Mass every Sunday, as well as Sunday school. But except for going to church, we were not a very heavily religious family. In Mississippi, we were surrounded by Baptists and Evangelicals who were much more outgoing about their faith than we were. I honestly didn't think much about sexuality then, except for some crushes in quotes, I had on boys in school. I learned about sexuality through the books I read and when my mom decided to have the talk with me. I told her I already knew everything. (laughs) Me. (laughs) Did your parents have the talk with you? No, never. Yeah, no, mine didn't either. I just had to, like, figure it out slowly while watching, like, Gossip Girl. (laughs) Ah, yes. (laughs) Gossip Girl. Mine was Degrassi. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were talking the other day how I was saying, like, I thought sex was just like you laid under a blanket with someone i thought it was you just like kind of like like slowly rubbed your body against yeah. another one yeah and that was until that was in like seventh grade when i thought that yeah like maybe even into eighth i don't think i understood sex as mm-hmm. it is until probably like ninth or tenth grade like yeah. i was old Okay, I would. I guess I would consider myself lucky that I didn't live in an openly homophobic household. But still, I think that if I had come out while still living in the household, I wouldn't have gone. It wouldn't have gone well for me. My mom was and still is very concerned with her reputation and status, and it led to her curating me and my sister's lives in a way that would reflect well on her. Should I have come out during that time, my childhood might have ended up worse than it did. When I first learned that people were gay. 
I, it was in an environment that was much less overbearing. When I moved into my dad's house, I had much more freedom to hang out with who I wanted and watch what I wanted on TV. There we go. I came out in middle school. Oh, okay, wow. That's really early. Um, from seventh grade until I graduated high school, everybody else knew I was gay, or at least just liked women. And beyond middle school, I was not bullied as much. Wow. That's really cool. Uh, <laughs> despite my younger up my younger upbringing, I never felt the need to be prejudiced toward LGBTQ plus people, even before I came out. In high school, I converted to Islam, and I decided my sexuality was not up for debate. When I converted, defending my sexuality from others was the last thing on my mind. I was just happy to find a religious practice that made sense to me. The concept of God and Islam was so much more fluid and forgiving than what I had learned from Christianity. That's it. Nice. <laughs> there was no ending. No, it's an ending, but it just like it didn't. It just doesn't make sense. She just said like, "Thanks again for letting uh-huh. me submit." But yeah, Conclu- <laughs> the conclusion we um, we didn't know we needed. Thank you for writing in and sharing your story with us. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. I think it's really awesome that you were brave enough to come out at a young age. Yeah, and also for being very strong about knowing your sexuality yeah and not budging on it i think that's awesome i think most people their sexuality is like the first thing they compromise on Mm -hmm. like every other thing in your life takes priority like your family your religion whatever your work yeah like even like the job i just started now like that's the first job where i've been like openly like queer to people Mm -hmm. because before i just like i'm really Okay. <laughs> but I was just like I was still scared of like in the workplace like talking about that sort of stuff because like even if there's so many people I assume that are just like oh they're like even like spaces where everyone looks queer they're not yeah <laughs> so I'm like that's LA for you yeah. <laughs> okay this one's a long story though are you ready yeah so this is from our friend um on twitter at misplaced faith um We've been following each other on Twitter. Mad respect for them. <laughs> Should you do you want to read this story? Yeah, I can read it. Fun? Okay, start like right there. I only discovered I was not straight in the past 18 months or so. Prior to that, I was open-minded about other people's lifestyles, but I didn't think that I lived an alternative one. A few years ago, I was at a party with some new friends because I had just moved back home to Seattle after BYU. I didn't really know anybody and was feeling a little more introverted than usual. I'm just chilling in the living room while other people talked when this absolutely gorgeous girl walks in the front door. Mm -hmm. Her hair was heart eye emoji. Her (laughs) smile was heart eye emoji. Her eyes were also heart eye emoji. That's how you know. And everybody at the party gets up to go say hi to her. One thing I noticed about her as she walked into the living room was that she was wearing an outfit that looked very much like guy clothes. (laughs) I'm sorry, this sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) Also Um, me. Well, I'm not the one wearing the guy clothes. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, it was a little different, but looked very cute on her. She was very friendly and kind. Within a few minutes of coming inside and greeting everyone, she came over and sat by me and introduced herself. She asked me about me, and I asked her about her, and we had a really good chemistry. We get around to talking about Mormonism. I was leaving at the time, and she is sympathetic. She asked if I served a mission, and we talk about that. Turns out she served a mission, too. Whoa. Mm-hmm. As she talks about her mission, she says one thing or another that sound like something an elder would say, not a sister. Then Just it dawns- for everyone who's listening, like an elder is like a, 
a missionary who's a man and then a sister is a missionary who's a woman. Whoa. That's, or I'd be like um, Sister Lee. It's like sisters, like instead of Mrs. or Mr. Okay. Yeah. Then it dawns on me that the reason she's wearing guy clothes is because she is a guy. For the rest of the party, I'm super embarrassed, but also incredibly intrigued by him. Every moment I get to interact with him, I take advantage of it. Oh, the flirting. And when he's not talking to me, I'm watching him. Wait, I'm sorry. Was there flirting? There was definitely flirting (laughs) happening. Hardcore flirting. When I finally stopped outside to go home, I could feel the wintry coldness a little more profoundly than usual. A poet. They're a poet. The winter coldness a little more profoundly than usual. That's how you know you got feelings. (laughs) I remember looking at the sky and just sighing. (laughs) <laughs> it had the kind it had kind of shocked me that i'd spent the whole night flirting with a guy but what was i to do he was gorgeous and so fun mm-hmm. i didn't worry too much about it because i traveled about an hour to go to this party i wouldn't be seeing any of them again soon after a couple of months he and i got connected on instagram and the like and the picture liking started i stalked and liked his Ugh. photos he stalked and liked mine ah. every photo in his feed had a little red heart and every Wait. photo in my feed had his handle on the list of likes. Listen, like, nothing's better than when your crush, like, likes an old picture. And, like, <laughs> you see them, like, going through your old picture. And yeah. you're just like... Mm-hmm. And you know which which ones he likes. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, like, I'm going to show up looking just yeah, like you're that. Yeah, you're going to recreate this picture yeah. exactly the same. Okay, about a year later... Whoa, a year passes by. Yeah. And seemingly out of nowhere, he sends me a message. How have you been, hun? My heart skips a beat. Flirty ensues, and I am one happy, very straight man. I think, like, this is an important note for people who are... Like, I feel like for me, like, when I... Wait, sorry, what? No, yeah, go ahead. For... So... Oh, yeah, were you just realizing it's a man right now? Yeah. Maybe I should have prefaced that. I... Okay, I... I thought that maybe the guy was, like, trans. Yeah, but no. It's two men. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, but my my point was like, I think a lot of people, like me included, when you're dating someone or like you're flirting with someone and it like doesn't hit off right away, you're like, oh, I guess that's not gonna happen. But like, this is the perfect example. Yeah. Like, a year later, timing something is everything. can happen. Yeah. Yeah. So just don't write people off right away. You just gotta keep your mind open. The everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I believe the universe has its ways. You could you could meet the first girlfriend I ever had I met her two years before we even started like yeah flirting with each other so yeah there you go um he asked me if I'd like to meet for coffee or dinner suddenly I'm one uncomfortably confused straight man (laughs) I call my best friend who fortunately happens to be gay I tell him the whole story he already knew about the party and thought it was funny and I tell him I think I just got asked on a date what Mm -hmm. do I do my best friend says well you have to ask yourself one thing are you down with the D? <laughs> My best friend says, well, you have... Oh, wait. <laughs> I immediately tell him, no, I'm not. But I think I'm attracted to him. <laughs> but because he's so much like a girl, you know? My best friend says, yeah, but if you don't like the D, that's going to be a problem. Did he say it was a date? <laughs> no. This is me to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then go to dinner with him. If it's not a date, then everything is fine. Yeah. If you get date vibes, let him know that you appreciate it, but that you don't really swing that way Mm -hmm. i thought those were wise words plus even though i denied it i did want to go on a date with him we had a great dinner fantastic i still remember it very dearly he is an incredible person during the dinner he tells me about a mentoring group he is involved in he's very vague about it but talks about it fondly 
At the end of the dinner, we part ways, but there is tension between us. This has Mm. been fun. There's been flirting, but it has not been a date. Okay. We agree to meet again. (gasps) The next time we meet, we have coffee. He tells me a little bit more about his mentoring, how it helped him deal with his transgenderism. He is a transgender woman, but his faith in the LDS church is why he still uses masculine pronouns and lives a male gender role. Ah, some more clarity. Oh, wait, I think I was confused. So in reality, their pronouns are she, her. Oh. But she still uses he, him pronouns because of the Mormon church. church. Oh, wow. Okay. It it might be cool to use she, she. her. Okay. She invites me to learn more about her mentoring group. I am not one who feels a lack of community or needs a support group. I explain that I think it's great, but I probably wouldn't be interested. We start to see each other every week, one hour drive from me. But worth it. That sounds like every gay relationship. I know. You don't know how many times. <laughs> Normally, I'm not the one driving long, but certain people... Damn. You got the ladies coming for you. Certain people I will drive a distance for. We start to see each other every week, one hour drive from me, but worth it. Finally, I tell her that I want to learn about her mentoring group. Not because I need it, but because it means so much to her and I want to do it for her. Mm-hmm. Each step I take towards this group makes her act a little more weird. Once I didn't read a book she wanted me to read, so she cancels our dinner that night. Ooh. I buy the audiobook and listen to it on twice so that we can still meet. Ugh. After a couple months, she finally invents me, invites me to an event. It's an MLM event. What's that? Let me see. Is it... Um, multi-level marketing pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not? It's definitely a multi-level marketing thing. <laughs> Is it? No, it's, no. Probably, it's probably men loving men or... I don't know. It's the gay police. <laughs> oh, they're Come coming. shut us down. I'll die on this hill. I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple months, she finally invites me to an event. It's an MLM. We have several conversations about it. I feel like she wasn't honest with me. Her mentors begin to tell her I'm a bad influence and I will ruin all her progress. Finally, her mentors tell me in a group chat that she won't be spending so much time with me as I'm not a good fit for the network. We stop having dinners and coffee. We stop texting. We stop liking each other's pictures on Instagram. Just a couple months ago, I called her. I told her that I'm pansexual and that I realized it when we were meeting. I told her that I thought she was beautiful inside and out and that I'd regretted what had happened. She said she felt the same way. We haven't talked since. It was a date the whole time. You can hear my tears rolling down my cheeks. That's sad. It's a roller coaster. It's sad. But they're, they're doing, it seems like this person is doing really well considering the story you know what i mean but yeah that's thank you so much for sharing your story yeah, thank you. I, I think a lot of people can relate to that and need to hear stories like that yeah. and to know that like you are doing okay after this journey and that you're thriving even yeah which i don't necessarily know that you're thriving i can only assume i can only we manifest can only hope. so hello this one is really really sweet their name is Clara Phillips. First of all, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I enjoy your podcast so much. It's such an amazing resource for me and so many others. Thank you for doing it. Thank you for <laughs> to me. Thank you for letting me know this. It means a lot when you guys reach out and say nice things. Keeps me going. I have a pretty incredible story about sex education in my Mormon upbringing. So a bit of backstory. I was a big Mormon. What does that mean? Born into born into church so i was a bic born in church mormon to oh did she explain it no i just oh. <laughs> you're like oh like, we were one sentence away. <laughs> i was a bic mormon to a staunch mormon family when i was 13 14 
My mother was excommunicated for having an affair, and she and my father promptly divorced. I've heard a few excommunication stories because of affairs. <laughs> my dad got a lot of hate when he had all of his divorces. <laughs> That's quite a story in and of itself, but whatever. She's referring to that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, in our very small LDS town, this was a pretty big deal. And since we had the affair, and since she had the affair with a man in our ward, oh my God, so it's a, a person in the church that she had the affair with. Oh. I guess our priesthood leaders decided to weirdly double down on the law of chastity. So a few weeks after my mom was excommunicated, the young men and young women had a special combined lesson taught by a brother in the ward who was a doctor. He was the primary care doctor to a lot of us kids, which made it even weirder. So I guess they're talking, like, he's kind of going to give them the sex talk. The way, like, certain bishops handle youth sexuality, because they have to do, like, interviews mm -hmm. with them, and they'll say, are you obeying the law of chastity? And there's been a lot of reports, like, testimonies of people who were like, yeah, when I was doing my interviews with my bishop and they asked me that, they would... Like, if you said, like, no, then they would ask, like, in detail, like, oh, like, where did this person touch you? Like, how far did you go? Like, what did it feel like? Like, yeah. stuff like that that was clearly inappropriate. Yeah. Ugh, it's just yeah scary. He proceeded to show us pictures of different STDs, fortunately no genitalia, and talk about each of them. I'm talking HIV, herpes, AIDS, chlamydia, gonorrhea, all of it. Timmy's licking his lips. <laughs> He's like, chlamydia, yum. <laughs> and he taught us all about what each of those diseases will do to us and that if we had premarital or extramarital sex, we would get these diseases and possibly die. <laughs> Think mean girls. If you have sex, you will get pregnant and die. I live that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here I am, a 14-year-old girl who has never before heard about these diseases with a mother who I knew broke the law of chastity. I went home to my mother and fell apart. So she's thinking her mom, like, has all these STDs. Dang. <laughs> that's so... That's so messed up. Yeah, that is messed up. Um, I told her all about the lesson I had and how I was worried that she had STDs and was <laughs> going to die. Or that wasn't something. The myth of it all. Yeah. Is, like, if you have premarital sex, you die. You die. Die. Um... She fortunately talked me off the cliff, but wow, was that devastating and terrifying to hear as a child. Putting so much fear around a topic that is so natural is so twisted. I'm very glad that I left the toxic culture and for my excommunicated STD-less mother who taught me better. Thank you for the chance to write to you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for sharing that, Clara. There's just a lack of education, and that leads to all these gaps in our knowledge, and then we have to fill the gaps ourselves, and that... And sometimes can just... that can lead to bad things happening because you don't know. Yeah. Like, if, I think the most important thing is, like, for young people to, like, know how to say no to situations that aren't appropriate. And if they don't, like, understand what, like, proper, like, and healthy sex and, like, sexuality looks like, then they won't know what unhealthy looks like. And they mm -hmm. can get themselves in, like, really, really dangerous situations. Yeah. Like, I've had issues where I've had, like, bosses who have made untoward advances, and I didn't recognize it was in advance. I thought it was just work. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was at home. A was boss? A, yeah. He wanted to, like, work late with me. He'd, like, invite me to the office, just the two of us. Like, Wait, at, like, 10. Job? It was, like, an internship for this magazine that I did. It was, like, over a summer. And he'd, like, give me beer. I had just started drinking, so I was like, oh, this is, like, cool. Like, I'm being cool. And I ended up telling a coworker because she had said, like, mentioned, like, oh, he's weird. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, he's weird in this way. And she was like, oh, my God, like, send me all that stuff. Like, I'm filing, like, a lawsuit. And I was like, oh. <gasps> 
I don't know if she like went through with any of it. I don't know if it's just like a go form. her. I could tell he was like making advances, but I didn't know it was like bad. So I was like, maybe I could get out of it by telling him I'm gay. <laughs> but I wasn't even out yet. Back of my mind, I knew I was. So I was like, I could use that as an excuse, like whether I mean it or not. Like it'd be fun to say I'm gay because like, <laughs> maybe I am. Because maybe I, I don't know. Maybe I am. Thank you so much for joining me today, Floor and Timmy. Of course. Really appreciate it. I hope we can do more episodes in the future together. Yeah, only if they want me back. Want I don't want to. They'll want you back. You can follow me on Instagram yeah. at fl.o. Anyway, thanks so much for listening today, guys. I hope you had a wonderful day and stay tuned. I'm going to try to make more apps. But yeah, reach out to me. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. You feel free to like DM me. If you have stories that you want to share more stories, I'd love to do more episodes like this. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it and subscribe. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Just have you breathing from Timmy. Huh?